Okay, hello, we're live. Hey everyone, it's Sam with another, um, I was gonna say Friday video, Friday. it's a Saturday video this time. Um, if you didn't know already, I'm here with author um, J.O. Burroughs, also known as Jennifer, um, to talk about her work, um, her fantasy wedding and everything like that. Hey Jennifer, how's it going? Good, I'm doing great, thank you for asking. Sure thing. So Jennifer has written, I think a few different works, but um, especially the, the, the one that I saw featured on your site, was a series called the Balance Keeper series. So, um, and it has, I think, at least four books, there, and they're all there. Wow, nice. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the day it's too big to hold. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one, one day. Is it cool to be able to just pick, pick up your books and be like, here, I wrote these? Yes, I always want to go like this. Like, I eventually want to have the stack like come up to here. Like, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, and I, you know. Yeah. It's funny when you when you put it in an ebook, it's not the same as when you're holding that physical it's copy. Not, it's really not. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I you know, ebooks are have their place, but mm -hmm. uh, I'm a physical book guy primarily, so I get it. Um, so I'll let her tell you more about about her books in just a minute. But um, I'm grateful to you, Jennifer, for coming on and agreeing to be with us today and answer some of our questions. So as always, I have some questions prepared, um, but I want to make this an interactive discussion too. So if you're watching <laughs> at home, if you're a reader, writer, fantasy fan, whatever, um, any, any of the above, a friend of mine or a friend of Jennifer's, then um, post your questions in the chat about reading, writing, publishing, fantasy, fandom, or any of those type of topics, because we want to hear from you too, and we'll have a good time. Mm -hmm. So Thanks. first of all, um, Jennifer, for those who don't know you, who aren't familiar, can you tell us you know, who you are, what your major books are about, um, just all that kind of good stuff so we can get an idea. Sure thing. I'm JL Burroughs. I write Christian fantasy for young adults. I also write, I just started my first middle grade series for young, uh, young kids, 10 to 13. Um, it's like the older middle grade section, but the main work, the one I have a finished series. This is the balance keeper series. Um, I started writing this, oh, six years ago, two years ago, I opened my, um, I released my first book, which was hunted by darkness. Um, this is the the uh, debut novel, I guess you would call it. Um, and sure. I had, a, a, it was a really hard thing to release your first book. You know, it's just one of those things where you're like, man, there's there's a lot you got to learn. Um, I'm an indie author. And so what that means is I was very involved in the cover design and editing in the, like every aspect I was in charge of that. And so this was a huge book of discovery. Um, after that, I wrote probably one of my favorite books ever, which is Rulers of Darkness. This is the second book in the series. And this one, what made me love it is I got to create hell, which I know sounds really funny, but um, there's a part where they go into hell to rescue somebody. And uh, I had so much fun truly creating my own world and like trying to like imagine what this space would be that I'd already been told about in church, but um, just kind of, you know, playing around with some ideas. And man, that this one I had fun writing I really enjoyed it so this is like um, this is like the, the next Dante's Inferno basically yeah it, it was great I mean I really really enjoyed it and it, it does I, I'm really good with like the middle to endings that's kind of one of my strengths and so it's like this like epic like oh my gosh are we gonna survive and then I um had this project now I'll tell you when I started I wrote books one two and four which were originally one two and three um right. and then this came out of nowhere uh i was talking with my cousin about human trafficking and how a lot of people don't really know um the signs anymore they've changed like the things that you look out for and so this one is all of it's a it's a i don't touch the topic in a lot of graphic worry detail but it is about the way it's changed um and my cousin joy uh, she works for freedom 424 
and so yeah yeah so this the, a lot of the information I did research with her and came, this this book is like one of my like I sobbed writing this like I just love this story um, and that character and then this is the one you probably saw on my website which is ta-da yeah. the end of the series this is okay. illuminating the darkness um and I'll tell you again just like the first book of the series and getting that first debut novel out the last book was like there was this so much imposter syndrome and just like can I actually wrap up a series and um so I have reader feedback that said it's the best book in the series and da, da, da. although there is a lot of argument that between these two but what a lot of people really love this one and a lot of people really love this one so it's kind of like there, it just depends on who you are you know but this one right here is the most recent I just released the paperback of this oh dear uh, end of August I think okay beginning of okay. September so this is my most recent release um and it, it 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 wraps up the whole series and I'm very proud of it it's, it's really cool to be able to say and I have a completed series that's awesome yeah so so book four is, is the last one mm -hmm. okay. in that series I have other places we're still writing stuff yeah I'll, I'll ask you about your other works too that's awesome. That's a big accomplishment. And you did that all in like what you said. You said six years ago you started writing it, and you did six years you started publishing it. That's right. Six years ago oh. I started writing. What I did was I sat down, and and uh, my process is a little unusual, but I I actually felt called by God to write, and so I told him no. I don't know if you know much about telling God things. It doesn't work out well. <laughs> so, um, I walked into school the next year. Um, I was a middle school teacher at that time. And my principal was like, you're going to teach creative writing. There's no curriculum. And I was like, okay, God, touche. You got me. All right. <laughs> so I get into the sixth grade class. And we're like, hey, guys, how do you feel about writing books? And they're like, wow, really? I was like, yeah, you write about whatever you want. Let's pick a topic. Let's let's learn how to do this. And so I learned with my students how to write um, these novels. And I wrote Hunted in September. It took me one month. I, I'm a very fast writer. Um, I wrote Rulers in November slash December. Of course, that's holidays. So, you know, I'm not doing yeah. a whole lot of study. And then um, Illuminating, I wrote in like March. So it, it, it came, it poured out of me very fast oh, in that year. Okay. Then I switched gears and I tried all these other things. And, you know, I tried writing science fiction. I tried writing this and that and all these other things. And then um, about three years later, after I'd written about 13 or 14 books, um, God was like, you need to go back to number one and you need to finish what I called you to finish. And so um, in the year, the year or two before I published the first book in the series, I started to really have to dig into editing and like, what does it mean? And what are the things that I needed to learn? And what were my weaknesses? And how do I... How do I strengthen those? And then time to learn those things and get better at them. And then finally, then September, I think it was 21st, somewhere right around there, 2021 is book one. So a lot of people think that these are COVID books. These are not COVID books. Yeah, they're, they, COVID. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're pre-COVID, but uh, PC, I think COVID, COVID did kind of give me a kick in the pants. So well, that, that did help. And for, for some of us, it gave us more time to, to, to write if we were staying home a lot. So yeah so that's awesome well well you, you've it sounds like you've done a lot in a short time and you said 13 and 14 i imagine they're not all published yet but no uh, not yet but you've got you've got a lot in the works so that's great yeah well congratulations to you 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 are you are like living the author dream and i mean and i mean i mean i mean maybe, maybe not there yet but but you're 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 doing your work you're you're, mm -hmm. you're putting it out there and, and people are liking it sounds like so that's that's a big yeah. step that's awesome thank um, you yeah, yeah, and it's encouraging to see other authors having success, or at least on the road to success. I mean, it's, I'd say you're you're on the road and 
and, and, and a little ways down it maybe a long maybe a long ways down it compared to some of us so that's great I appreciate that yeah it's been it's been a real real journey and I and, and I you know there's one thing if, if, if anyone was to say like what is one thing that has got you from you know word one to where you are now I would say it's perseverance you know okay. just keeping on keeping on I mean I'll talk a little bit about that later I think um yeah. but that that concept of perseverance because there were so many times where I was like, why am I doing this? No one's listening. No one hears me. You know, I do I even have anything worth saying? Um, you, you know, imposter syndrome, which I think a lot of us face that. I think, mm -hmm. yeah. But um, everyone says you know, being a writer these days is playing a long game. It's it's not just writing a have a many word novel, which is a big accomplishment in itself, but it's also you know, making it good, publishing it. All, 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 all that stuff so yeah. and committing to learning i mean there's a, there, it's a, there are a lot of people come to the table thinking i have this i'm going to give this and it, a lot of times it's like right and that's great but that's one slice of the whole pie and there's so many other aspects that you have to learn about like for me that was cover design i was like i want nothing to do with that i i don't even look at covers when i buy a book i read the blurb okay that's what that's what sells it to me like everybody's like that first sentence i'm like i don't read the first sentence i read the blurb if that decides, I'll I'll give it two chapters before I'm like, okay, no. Um, so yeah, I, but I'm I'm a little bit older than today's society, so there you go. Oh yeah, my, yeah, I'm not young and hip anymore. Well, I, I was never hip. I'm not young anymore. But anyway, <laughs> um, how did you get interested in writing fantasy in the first place? Like, why why fantasy? You know. So um, one of my greatest influences when I was younger, like the books that stuck with me the longest, were by Frank Peretti. It's This Present Darkness and Pierce in the Darkness. I, I write those. You read them too? I know um, of them. I don't think I read them all, but I know, I know Frank Peretta, yeah. Yeah, well, he his he writes very graphically and he incorporates spiritual warfare into mm -hmm. the world around us. Um, and that stuck with me. I mean, it stuck with me to the point where like everywhere I went, I thought about that spiritual warfare going on in the background. Um, and so when I got a chance, when 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 it God laid it on my heart to write something, I wanted to write that because I, I feel like, so as a teacher, I teach, you know, 16 year olds. And a lot of times I can't talk to them about the solution. The solution is Jesus. What's wrong with our world today? The solution is Jesus. The problem that we have, the solution is Jesus. But I don't, I work at a public school. I can't say that. I can't vocalize that. And so I wanted to explain that the reason things are hard is because we're in a war and wars are not easy. That's why things are hard. This is yeah. a spiritual warfare and it's always going on. So things hurt. And they're hard and they feel scary because they were in a war. You would expect that if you understand you're in a war. And so my books are all about the spiritual warfare going on. So like the the dragons that you'll see on each of my cover, those are the, the demons. They're the villains of the story, if you will. Um, and then the protagonist on each in the in the stories are always these the, the teenagers, because I want teenagers to understand that they have so much power in them. Um, and so much hope right. and, and our, our teenagers right now are feeling pretty hopeless. Our world can feel pretty hopeless. And so um, these books are about how faith changes the journey. It's not going to take you out of the journey. It's not going to take you away from the struggle, um, but it will carry you through and it gives purpose to the struggle and it gives hope within the struggle. And okay. so like lining that out and explaining that to young people that there is a reason of hope, but it's not because of what's going to be accomplished here on earth. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I know that there's a famous quote. I think um, it might have been Chesterton or maybe maybe it was him quoting someone else, but he, he, I mean, he's speaking even of children, not, not necessarily teenagers, but like, 
Like, children don't need another dragon. Dragons are real. They need another dragons can, can be beaten, and that's why we tell. That's why we tell these stories of, of you know, epic heroes overcoming evil. And I mean, I, I have a three year old at home, so I'm trying to tell him stories like that. But you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a former teacher, also. I was telling him before we before we went live, and I, my wife still teaches middle schoolers, and um, yeah. And I, 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 I'm also a, a former teenager. Um, so, <laughs> Aren't so, we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I understand. Um, no, it, it is a. They they need hope. They they need encouragement definitely. So that's yeah. that's a a noble calling is what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Very good. What about um? Okay, you, so you mentioned Frank Peretti. Um, what other authors have inspired you? Or like 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 um either fantasy authors or anyone. Is there anyone you've either consciously or unconsciously kind of emulated uh, or um so when you're when you're writing i am i absolutely adore dean Koontz. now i will tell you he's not a christian author uh right. he does have a lot of religious strings going through his work and some of it's pretty scary and great i do not write cozy sweet stuff at least not right now uh, i may work into that one day but right now i really i mean war is nitty-gritty it's it's not it's it's yeah. it's dark stuff and so um i really like how dean Kuntz uses extended metaphors and setting as a character and so i i've spent the last you know year or two really reading through his most recent works are my favorite they're the they're a little bit less gory than his older stuff i i don't enjoy his, i'm currently reading um ashley bell which okay. is pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. Um, like as far as like dark content, but this is what I'm reading right now. And um, I study him. I mean, I, I think he is an absolute genius when it comes to written word. Um, thoroughly enjoy him. Kind of thing. Huh? Like thriller, adventure kind of thing. Thriller, supernatural thriller, I would say. He likes okay. to play with supernatural elements. So like um, a lot of times there's these religious elements, sometimes aliens, like there's been aliens in a lot of the books that I've really enjoyed. Um, but he, he, oh, there's always that supernatural or otherworldly, um, sure. thing. So like you said, what made you get into fantasy? And really it's not just fantasy, but it's this concept of otherworldly that I'm a little obsessed with, you know? So like the middle grade series that I wrote leads into the fantasy, but these are supernatural thriller books and they're, they're written for middle grades. And these are, this is the main character of the fantasy series, but younger. This okay. is before oh, cool. she's introduced into the real, into the world that she's going to be dumped into in the fantasy. And so this one is about like the story before the story and her brother ends up having mm -hmm. leukemia um, and ends up, fighting that and so there's this like supernatural element so it's called uh shadow the shadow demon series because the shadows are demons um and so it's just that that idea that dean coons puts in and he, he builds these like and he uses his settings so incredibly well i love reading him the most recent book that i've read that i also enjoyed is love in any season um it's oh you can't really see it huh oh Let's yeah see. love in any season. pretty much invisible um yeah. you can see that side but that's not helpful yeah. but love in any it is actually a group of authors, uh, uh, Regina Merrick, Amy Anguish, Sarah Crouch, and Heather Greer. This, um, and um, this is, no, this is this is Christian fiction. They're short, uh, like novella, short stories. I think they're novellas, actually. Uh, um, and these are like totally the opposite end of the spectrum, which is getting that kind of cozy Christian, you know, because I feel like a lot of Christians don't face their the reality of warfare. And But I want to write, I don't want to write in a way that's so uh dark that they can't handle it so i've been doing a lot of reading like this to also kind of understand where where we're coming from so that we can kind of find a place where we can talk about these things and i'm not scaring the pants off everybody okay. Okay. yeah i could be enough 
even even within fiction, the realm of fiction, you know, Christian fiction, people think of like Amish romances and Left Behind, and it's it has a reputation for being very soft and tame and mm-hmm. not those real issues. And I I think there are exceptions. I mean, Frank Peretti and Ted Decker. Um, I mean, Ted Decker. I was just gonna say Ted. Yeah, Decker. yeah, yeah. What you've described reminds me of a good bit of Ted Decker because he, you know, he writes, you know, kind of thriller and horror with, with yep. usually with superman, supernatural elements. Sometimes more, some books more than others, and he, and he has yep. like all these series that are interconnected, interconnected too. So um, I and, have all of that shelf over there is covered in Ted yeah, Decker. Wow. So he, I went from Ted Decker to Dean Koontz. So okay, I went from okay, actually Frank yeah. Freddy to Ted Decker to Dean okay. Koontz, and so and Ted Decker is so prolific. I, I read several of his, but not nearly all because there's he, he's, he's got so many out. But um, he um, and and he also I would say. Uh, I think he does not handle these topics in, in a tame way. I think I, I think he deals with you know the darker side of of both spirituality and just life in general. Um, so so I mean and, and I do think we need more um, you know more fiction from a Christian perspective that that acknowledges that. So yeah, okay. that's that's filling a need. Um, tell us about about your world. Like like is it? Um, I mean I mean you mentioned the dragons and the demons. Is it like High fantasy, low fantasy, like 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 is it our world, but then there's supernatural elements come in, or is it like, you know, like like a Lord of the Rings or Narnia kind of setting where where it's a whole different world? Like what's, what's... it's it's this world. It's I would call it contemporary fantasy, but the rest yeah. of the world, everybody that's younger than me, I'm 45. Everybody that's younger than me would call it urban fantasy. The problem is I can't disconnect the word urban from city, and it's not set in a city, and so I struggle okay. with this terminology, but. But most people call it urban fantasy. Um, it's basically set in this world. And what happens is they travel through a portal um, to a, a dimension that is laid, overlaid this world. It looks like this world. It interacts with this world. But when you're in that dimension, you can see the angels and the demons and you can experience those kinds of things. Okay. Um, but it is not going off this world. Now, in book two, we do go off the world into hell. Um, I did create a whole new world there. But all of it's based on heaven, hell, or earth in that okay. series. In the next series that I'll be writing, same thing. I like to work from the real world. I, I think um, I think that just is same thing. More relatable. Sorry, that was a sound glitch on my part. That's okay. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like it's more relatable. I don't do high fantasy. I don't want to spend that time building those worlds. I know there's some people out there that are incredible, and I, I'm going to eventually attempt a high fantasy, but. Yeah, that's not not where I'm at right now. Okay. Yeah, w- one day maybe, but yeah, no, it it sounds like, yeah, it, it, it sounds like, it sounds like your your story is is doing good stuff. Is it is it is it geared is it young adult is it geared toward young adults? Primarily? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, the main character starts out, I think, at sixteen, um, and it follows her in the young adult side of things. It follows her from sixteen to I want to say nineteen. Um, she's. 13 in the middle grade series when that one starts so technically that could be young adult but because of the type of writing it's actually I, I place it in the middle grade category because it's really speaking to a younger younger group and middle grade students really like to read up like a little bit up whereas like adults like to read down to young adult you know um, so yeah. I mean I, I'm playing with those kind of age groups but I, I really felt like it I was intentionally speaking to middle grade in that and yeah the that's good I mean it's good to know your audience I mean Adults can enjoy it sometimes, and if it's well written, I think they they would. But yeah, no, we we need fiction for for we need good, inspiring you know fiction for teens. So mm-hmm. helping to provide that niche. Okay, um, 
well, you've given us a lot, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of content to think about so far, and ho- hopefully gotten the listeners at home interested to check out some of these books. Um, and now, um, well, first of all, you you have some some other series too. That some some of the others others have come out too. Or... I do, yeah. Um, I'm working right now on a dystopian science fiction that is okay. set in Nashville, Tennessee. I live out in Smyrna, Tennessee, so that's real close to where I live. And it, it fast forwards 180 years, and I'm using what I see in the classroom, like the problems I see in the classroom, like what if, what if this went to like the worst case scenario, this went to the worst okay. case scenario, this, right? And so it's a very dystopian. Our world is divided into three territories, our world being the United States, this area. And um, so, yeah, it starts under the dome and the first book is in the dome. Um, it's still our earth, but it's, it's changed dramatically and it's right, fast right. forward, like I said, into another time period. So What's that series called? it's going to be called free falling, I think. Okay. Have you, um, has it come out yet or, or no, 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 this is, this is upcoming. This is okay. fresh. It's in the press right now. <laughs> like I'm typing it as we. So, the, so is, is the balance people the only one out so far? Balance Keepers, and then also the first book in the Shadow Demon series. In, in the Shadow Demon, which is connected to that same world. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I also have Invading the Darkness, which is my prequel novella. Um, it's it's five short stories that introduce the story world. Okay. Um, and it's it kind of goes between the middle grade series and the young adult series, so that it's kind of like the segue or the connective tissue between the two series. Very good. So for, for those who are interested, there's lots of content out there, and you're you're expanding this world. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I love the world. Like I love it. I love this yeah. writing this genre. It's fun. No, and that's something things are trending these days. We we have. I mean, um, you know, we're we're in the era of long fantasy series and and like prequels and such because people want more of their characters, and that's that's great. Mm-hmm. So cool. Okay, so whenever I ask people, well, I, I I used to ask people what um what's the hardest part of, of the writing process, but pretty much everyone said find the time, and so um and and I, I mean. Obviously, you're busy. I mean, you, you, said, you said you're a fast writer, which is great, but you're you're a teacher. I, I've I've taught before. I know it's a full time job, and you and and work comes home with you, especially in, in, when you're an English teacher because you got a great mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, you, you you have family, I guess. Um, I do. I have two kids. I have a son who's a freshman in college and a daughter okay. who's a freshman in high school. Well, I homeschool both. Uh, so when I come home from school, I start homeschooling right as I get home, right around 4.35. And then I homeschool from five to like seven. Um, dinner's in there somewhere. And yeah. then I don't, I usually don't start writing until either they're at their karate or they're at church on Wednesday night. So I have windows of time that I write and they're yeah. very, very structured. I was going to say, I mean, obviously you, you you have, you know, obviously you're, you're you're not just sitting around doing nothing, and 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 I and I mean, you you know, even though you're doing some great things, um, you're probably not your books are probably not supporting your 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 whole income. Not yet. yet. Not, not Hopefully yet. one day. One day. One day. One day. <laughs> so it's like you know, it's, so I mean, like like all of us are on the journey, but you're you know, you're a working mom, you're a teacher. Um, how do you do it? How how do you write? Um, not only one book, but multiple books, you know, and do everything else that that that, that entails in such a strict schedule. Well, I, I want to share a story about um, sure. the most recent short story that I submitted. I actually just recently won the mystery category for a clean fiction magazine short story I contest that they had. Thank you. Yeah, windows into the multiverse. And um, I'll tell you the story. So 
my son's at college. We have two cars. He doesn't have his own car yet. He carpools with me. So he wanted to keep the car. My husband comes out to pick me up. It's Halloween. Um, my daughter doesn't have a pumpkin at, to carve yet. And I'm like, no, we got to do this. It's traditional. This is what we've got to do. So when he didn't pick up the pumpkin, I was like, okay. So I drove from, from school to Publix. As I dropped them off, I was sitting in the Publix parking lot. I dictated the end because I had already written like maybe 750 words of it. I dictated the end of that story um, right there sitting in the Publix parking lot finished as they walked out of Publix with the pumpkin. I had still like an hour and maybe 30 minutes until <laughs> the story was due. Went home. I don't know if you've ever worked with dictation, but it's messy. Um, yeah, so It wouldn't be for me, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so then I dropped that into a, a Google Docs, cleaned it up, downloaded it as a word file with three minutes to spare, sent it off to the contest and found out two days later that I had won the mystery genre, which I was right. like, right. wow. Um, but to answer your question, it is all, all, all about planning for me. Um, I have very, and, and clear communication with friends and family. I have, these are my three ways that I survive my life. Um, one is I have a planner. I use a student planner because you know what? They are amazing. And I keep everything on my student planner. Like I, I mean, this really doesn't do clear well. There we go. Uh, yeah, I, I can yeah. kind of, yeah. Yeah, I do a student planner and in it, I put in all the different things that I'm supposed to be doing so that I don't forget anything. And then I have, I, I keep every, all of my notes that I want to make are, are going in like old school composition notebooks. Hey, I have hey. tabs for different stories that I put if it in. Hi. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? I don't know with old school. Yeah. So I keep all my notes in here. I keep my story plans in here. Um, <clears throat> and then the other, the other thing is to have dedicated time. So like, like when the kids are karate, the kids know I'm writing. This is what happens. So when they come home, they know I'm writing, they say hi, and then they go up and I, that that's like an established time. So it's communicated to my family, my friends, my extended family, like, this is what I do at this hour. And I don't answer the phone and I don't look at the phone and I just work. That's when I'm working. And so having those dedicated times and, and a good plan as far as what I'm going to accomplish. Um, and then also I set deadlines for myself and goals for myself. Okay. And then I divide it up into small tasks, just like I expect my students to do when I give them a large project. And then I, I hold myself to it. Now, do, is there fudge room? Is there days where like I don't write and then I do? So the answer that's yes, like I'm in doing nano right now. Um, and I got things, I got like a thousand words the first day and a thousand words for the second day. So I knew I wasn't hitting. You have to get about 1,600, 1,700 yeah, yeah. words I, I've done that before, not, not recently, but yeah. Well, so yesterday was a 3,658 word day. Oh, good um, Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's understanding there's got to be an ebb and flow. You got to, you got to register that you're human, you're a person and God designed you to have other needs. Like go outside in, in the beautiful weather, enjoy the sunshine, walk your dog, love your kids, all of those kinds of things. Um, so you know, it's understanding the flow to that, but always having this, this little, it's, it's a part of your life. I, I call it one step. You're always making one step in your journey. So I try to touch my stuff every day. Um, and that, that, that not judging what a touch looks like, like just allowing it to be a touch, um, allows me to accomplish a lot of things because I'm not putting on like, well, I need to do 1500 words a day or whatever and then holding myself to that that becomes overwhelming that becomes a burden instead of okay I just have to touch this I just maybe it's a word today maybe it's a sentence like one day I was feeling real down I just found out that my dad has cancer I mean right. I was just feeling like ah oh, you know that's a hard that's a hard gut punch and um a scary one we don't really know where where things are at right now or what's going on 
you know what I did that day? I opened the document to the, what I was going to write. That was that was my one touch. Like it wasn't a big thing, it, but it was it was a huge step for me to just open the document and be like, this is where my document is. This is where I'm working. I put my highlighter on the first sentence. I was like, this is where I'll start tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And so just mm. having those little touches um, each day and just knowing that I'm going to meet my writing but I'm not going to make my writing king. God is king of my life and he's going to have demands on my life. And so just going and being present with that, sometimes that means I'm just sitting there praying over my writing and I'm not actually writing, but I'm always coming to this spot where God has called me in my office to write these stories and saying, I am here. Yeah, very good. Well, thanks for sharing. That's, 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 a, that's a big balance, but um, no, we, yeah, we need, we need that. And, and, I'm glad you have that structure. No, that's how I get anything done too. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, you know, work, work full time. I'm, I'm a dad. Um, I mean, even when it comes to my hobbies, like, like reading and and stuff like that, I'm, I'm like, I can't, I, you know, I, I, I have to structure it. I, I wish I could just read for hours all, all day, like I used to. I can't anymore. Mm -hmm. Writing, same thing. I, if I want, if I want to get done, I give, give myself goals. Don't always meet them exactly, but I give, I give myself goals. Um, so. Well, and, and, you know, it's good to have goals and to understand that goals are, can be met, but they're not, again, they're not they're, meant they're, to be, yeah. you know, it's okay to let them. Yeah. So it's just understanding. I feel like a lot of people treat goals like, well, if I don't meet the goal, what was the point in having it? The point in having it was that you are, are striving for something intentional. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the intentionality. The, the point of a goal is not the goals so much as the intentionality of I have decided this is what I'm going to pursue. And that changes your mindset and, and, and your psychology about funding. Yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, no, it's, I, I discovered that when I was, when I was trying to edit my, when I was to get it ready for querying, it was, um, I, I was editing and, and, and I was kind of dragging my feet on it. I, I, I set myself some goals of when I thought I would have it done. I didn't quite meet those goals, but I did get it done eventually. And, and now I'm in the querying stage. So you just, Give me, give yourself some grace, but also give yourself some structure. So that's good. Hey, I apologize. Um, my Zoom gave me a notification that, that, that that's going to kick us off. Um, which I thought I had, I thought I had the paid account where it, it, it will give us more than a free meeting or like like more than the forty minute limit. But now it's um, and because I I thought I could only stream stream to Facebook, uh, which I'm doing with the paid account. But now it's saying it's going to kick us off. So. If we get kicked off, then um, I apologize, and maybe we, maybe we can come back on after that. But we can uh, just start right back up. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll have to look at that because I haven't done I haven't done that with with any other anyone else that I've been having on. But um, that's okay. Yeah. Well, so if there's an, so those, those watching at home, if there's an interruption in what we're doing, then then um, come find us again, and we'll still be we'll still come back uh, with a live video on my on my page, Samuel and Harris. Um, so, okay. Um, you talked about the, about the challenges of finding, of finding time in there and finding, um, just making the time for it. What about when it comes to actually the writing and editing process? Like what's the hardest part for you of that process? Well, I'll tell you, it used to be the blank page. I really struggled with getting started and like just going, I, I was started out as a pantser um, and I would sit down and I would have these epic images in my head that just kind of downloaded for the story. Um, but then getting to like the beginning of things and getting to those epic scenes was very hard for me. And so um, I, I used to be that, that I would, you know, I'm a teacher. I spend so much time grading papers that 
I didn't recognize this until later, but that when I'm looking at a page, I my editor brain is on period, end of story. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's so strong. Like my my editor brain has muscles. Like it's it's like, mm, you know? And so I, I had to actually get off the white page yep. and dictate to be able to have the freedom of allowing my creative side to grow and to expand. And so the dictation actually was a humongous solution for me. It was weird at first. I didn't think I could do it. I was like, this is weird. And then I was like, wait a minute. I'm a teacher. Every Everything I do in the classroom is spoken. Like literally my job is speaking. That is what I do. I talk to people all of the time. They're younger, but they're people. I talk to them all the time and I teach them things. So it's crazy for me to think even for a second that I couldn't dictate. And so I stopped and I put that mindset aside and I said, okay, here we go. So then it became, how do I dictate? And, and so there were certain things that I have to have. I have, I have a set of five things for each scene that I have to have. And I write those out and I put, I hold it up on my computer, like the, it's all typed up and I have it on the computer. So I'll have my little card and I'm pacing and you can see it's not very long from here to there, um, but I'm pacing back and forth in my office, dictating in my phone. Everybody probably thinks I sound insane and look insane, but you know what? It is what it is. It's my process. And I can get anywhere from, I don't know. I think, I, I think it's 5,000 words in 20 minutes. Really? I thought, I thought yeah. I, it might've been, it might be 40, but it's something like that. It's, it's quite, it's quite impressive. It's, it's definitely taken me from what I could do before to now I can put a novel, like the first draft um, between 14 days and 30 days, I can get done that first draft. That's awesome. Uh, that's, yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah. I have not mm-hmm. experienced with that. And I don't, I don't think I'd be good at it. Uh, I'm, I'm better on the page and off the cuff, like, but maybe I can try. I don't know. Yeah. So that's great. Well, I, I don't have a lot of time to get, like my writing time is anywhere yeah. from 30 minutes to 45 minutes a day. And and I keep praying that God will help me become more efficient so that I can do the things that he's asked me to do. Homeschool my daughter, help my son if he has a, a college paper, be there for my husband, walk the dogs. There's just so many, do the papers, respond to right. messages, you know? And so it's really important to me that I'm doing a good job in each of these areas. And so I wanted to share, if it's okay, some of the tools that I use to kind of plan ahead of time, because you can't, dictation doesn't work if you're, for me at least, if I'm just pantsing it. So I use different books to help me start out. So um, the first one, like I don't, my first step is what is outlining is this odd book by Libby Hawker, take off your pants. Um, and it's about, you know, pantsers, you got to take off your pants, right? Pantsers. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, it's a great, it's, it's a little, it's unique. It's unusual. I'm, you know, I'm not sure that it's Christian anyway, but the 17 steps that she goes over are absolutely what I start with. And then I, um, recently found this book, by Mary Buckham and Diana Love. I absolutely Break adore okay. Break Into Fiction. Adore this book. Um, I'm a book coach. I work with uh, young authors who haven't you know, published or written a, a whole book yet. Sure. Um, and so I actually teach um, authors through this process. And these are the resources that I use to do it. Uh, Break Into Fiction is an amazing book. I love it. Oh my goodness, it's amazing. Um, because it makes you dig deeper into those characters. So when you are dictating or if you're typing, it doesn't matter what, what your method is um, or what, what you use, but the, it allows you to have had those those core thoughts before you start so you're prepared to dictate. Um, I also use at the beginning of writing a novel, I, I have this The Emotional Wound Thesaurus um, by Angela Ackerman and Becca Puglisi. And the, this one, it, it goes into like, if a person like here, losing one of the five senses, and it talks about no, um, basic needs, false beliefs that may develop, the character may fear, possible responses and results. That's so these, huh? 
That's a helpful resource. Yeah. So these three I use in the planning phase and I won't, I don't, I don't like to plan without them. Like they are my core. I carry them around my backpack. Um, I do the high school creative writing club at my school. I use these to teach the kids and I encourage the kids to get these books because they're really, really great resources in teaching yourself uh, what has to happen before you, whether you pants or you, you plan out every detail. It is a great way uh, to make sure that you're hitting those points um, that readers expect because reader expectation is something we have to meet if we're going to be something that they pick up and want to pick up and want to pick up again and want to pick up again, which is one of my goals. I want readers to want to pick up my books. That's, that's great. That's awesome. Definitely. Thank, thanks for sharing. It tells me it's going to kick off, kick, kick, kick off, kick off in a minute. Uh, maybe it won't. We'll see. Um, I've seen that happen before, but if it does, then um, you just join right again and re yep. watching at home. Look at my page, and we'll get on and, and again in just a minute, hopefully. Okay. So, yeah, and sorry, I have to deal with it. I didn't think it was going to do that. It's okay. So, technology is a new thing for all of us, isn't it? I have these problems all of the time. I don't know. Can be. Okay, we're back. Um, back live again. Sorry for the difficulty. Um, I think I realized what happened. I um, it, it did say I was logged into my work Zoom, which um, my work Zoom I just use as a free account, but my. I, I I had the personal I, I pay for the personal account so I can do this and other meetings but I was not logged into that one so go figure so did you hit record um I I didn't this time here I'll, I'll go ahead and do it but but I can I can always download from from the live stream later so okay, um, okay. it is recording now just in case we missed anything but okay. um, but yeah we're back sorry for the for the hiccup um that that was human error this time because I I, I realized I was logging the logging the wrong account but um. Here we go. Okay. Um, tell me, okay, so Jennifer, you're telling us about the way you plan and and kind of the resources you use and um, and how, how that enables you to also dictate your books and, and therefore get a lot done quickly. So so you had a challenge. I, I mean, I, I, think, I think the question that I asked you was about challenges of writing your stories, but you you seem to have a system that works for you, um, or at least it's, it's working a lot better than before. And it seems like you've overcome that challenge. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think there's new challenges all the time. I, I My new challenges are more in marketing than in writing. Um, although I'm exploring new genres. Like I have a, a Christian romance suspense, romantic suspense that I'm planning to come out in 2026. Um, I'm actually about like, so challenges. I'm I'm going to try and go um, hybrid. So this next series, Free Falling, that I want to put out, I'm go actually going to sub put on submission to a couple of different smaller publishing houses. And I'm doing that because, you know, life right now is really, I got a lot on my plate. My dad's sick. I want to be there for him if he needs me. Um, my son's in college. I didn't recognize how much he was going to need me. Um, but those college papers are daunting. And then, you know, homeschooling my daughter through high school right now. So there's just a lot. And so I think it'd be nice to share that burden. I mean, having to find an editor each time and having to find cover designers, it'd be so amazing to have those things taken care of for me at this point. And so I'm looking to find somebody that is interested in joining me in business, honestly. Okay, very good. No, I, I know that's, um, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about your, your publishing and marketing process and I'll, I'll, I'll get there in a minute. Um, I'm sure we'll okay, cover, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll cover more of that, but no, no, that's good that you have, um, you have a plan and you're, and you're doing the steps, but everyone, you know, everyone needs that. And everyone, um, like I said, it's, being an author is playing the long game. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the first one to make that observation, but you know, mm -hmm. it's not just writing a book anymore. You, you gotta edit, you gotta, market it you got to sometimes you have to publish and design it so it's it's all social marketing you have your your social yeah. marketing you have advertising you yep. have 
Yep, yep. I mean, it's it's an ongoing list. And I didn't really, when I decided to go indie, which I really felt called to by God, like I had confirmation from God that I was supposed to go indie. And I'm really glad I did because I know all the angles of the business and I can now coach others through both indie. And I'm hoping to go also trad so I can talk both angles and, and teach people depending on what they want to do. Um, but yeah, it is definitely... Um, that I would say is more of the challenge is just having all of the things like I'm supposed to create a t five to 10 ads a week. Wow. Wow. That yeah. is not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> I don't have the time for it. Yeah. And, and, and I, I listened to some of the marketing gurus and I've, I mean, um, I've, I've picked up some, some good, good knowledge from listening to them. I, I'm on more social media than I used to be. And I mean, most of it, I'm, I'm, I'm not using it for my personal enjoyment, just entertainment, but I, most of it I'm doing, trying to do promotion on there. And I've, you know, I've built a decent audience and such, but I'm still on the journey and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still learning. I haven't, you know, just because I've been doing the work doesn't mean I got big overnight, you know. Um, yeah. It's cool. But, but so I, well, I, I even the people I suspect, even the people that get big overnight, um, it's only overnight for the people who are seeing the person. Yeah, they put in right. a lot of a lot of hours before that overnight success. Nine yeah. times out of 10, I'd, I'd say or not, you know, 99 percent of the time, whatever that, that is true. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, so okay, so, so you're an indie author. So, you, so you did self-publishing, and you felt you just felt like that was the best way to go for you at this point. Yeah, I I like it. If I wasn't full-time teaching and having all of these, you know, irons on the fire, that would be the way I continue. I'm happiest that way. I like being able to be involved in all the aspects. I enjoy um, talking with editors. I enjoy discussing things with covers. The problem is just time and and really being is it most efficient? And this is one of the questions every author has to ask themselves. You know what is my, what is, where do I want to spend my time? Because time is your only actual finite resource. All of your other resources can be replenished, but you only have a certain amount of minutes. But God says he knows the date he made you and the date he's taken you. And so we really have to decide like, what is the best place for my time right now? Like what, how can I best use it? And that's the question I'm asking myself now is like, I'm glad I know all these angles. It's going to change the conversation um with a publishing company it's going to change the conversation with other authors i i know these things now that i did, wouldn't have known otherwise you know but i i recognize in myself i need help and it's not a bad thing it's i mean you think about like all the people in the bible there's a there's a there was a scripture that came to me i, I want to say we were reading oh now i forget which one but it was in the beginning like genesis or something we were reading and it's this part where the father-in-law steps in and is like you need to you need to delegate you need to delegate to other people and, that, and I, was that moses's father-in-law yes I think yes so. yeah I remember and that. it hit me like boom i was like oh my goodness that's that's what i need to do and so yeah I, ever since that i've been thinking like i'm not a i'm not like this one man band i need to I need to find those people that that will help me and, and pour into me and be be lifted up and edified by that as well because there's people out there that want to be editors and want to be cover designers. I oh. I don't want to do those things. <laughs> I edit enough papers in my yeah. job. Yep, yep, yep. You're doing a lot already, and that's great. And 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 props, you know, props to you. And what what you've done so far is very commendable. But I mean, you can't do it all. And 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 um, if you're in a position where you are making enough from your sales and such that you can hire someone else to do it for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, it doesn't mean you're a success overnight necessarily, but you, but you, you, you've had some, some success, both financial mm -hmm. publicly and such. So, so you're moving along. That's great. Um, very cool. So yeah, you've, um, yeah. You told us about your, about your self-publishing journey and everything. Um, what, um, 
So what have you done for like marketing? Again, I know you said that's that's not like your big strings. You've maybe done a little bit. Um, I, I actually I'm, have a I actually have a background in sales and marketing. Oh really? Okay. Uh, I I worked for seven years. I I started out as a missionary and I taught in the Bahamas where I met my husband. Then oh. we moved to Nashville. And when I moved to Nashville, I was real burnt out from doing three years of of teaching on the mission field. And so I went into sales and and uh, spent seven years in sales and marketing. And so like, I, I understand it. I'm good at it. It's it's oh. just, I simply don't have the time for it. Okay. And um, I don't have the joy for it, but I do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm very good at my marketing right now. I'm, I use Amazon ads. I do the author ad school that from Brian Cohen. Um, about, about being your screen, but you did say, but, I did, but you did say it's, it's, it's not your, it's not what your passion is right now. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I teach others how to market. I spend a lot of time talking about sales and I feel like, you know, in English, there's four, there's four years of English you have to have to graduate high school. And I feel like with becoming an author, there's four wheels to that car too. And that's, you know, marketing, social marketing, like social media marketing, writing, and then the editing and publishing process, right? So you have four wheels to this car and you can't ignore it. And I feel like what happens with a lot of, especially newer authors or younger authors is they focus so, so much on producing this beautifully written book, but then they just want to like go, here it is. And, and it's not, that's not, no, that's yeah. not how it works. And yeah, so ever was the case in, in past generations, when we, we have this idea of just send it to the publisher and they do everything for you. If that ever was the case, it's not anymore. No, not at all. And you really, I mean, like the social, the social media, like you have to come up with efficient, like I'm very active on social media. That is something I do even better than my advertising, just because I, writing an Amazon ad is just for me, but I'm getting better at, at just making myself do it. It's not that I can't, it's just that I, I don't want to, I just don't want to do it. I don't yeah. want, you know, I don't want to spend the time to do it, um, but I'm doing it. And I'm, I, you know, author ad school has been very helpful in that. Um, also, I follow quite a few, like you want to follow to get better at marketing. I think the best thing to do is to follow what other people do. So sure. study what, what ads are showing up on your phone. Like one of the best pieces of advice somebody gave me when I started out a couple of years ago was whenever you see an ad for a book show up on your phone, take a picture of it. Hmm. Take a screenshot of it. Look at what people are doing and studying it, um, because it, it can it's it's what's actively working and it's what's out there. And it's you know, especially if you like it, like take a picture and then see what they did, how they yeah. how they formatted it. I've started. I mean, I, I mean, I don't always take pictures, but now now that I have a maybe a maybe an introductory knowledge to marketing, I, I I mean, even when I watch commercials and stuff, I'm I'm I'm, I'm like, okay, I can see what, I can see what they're doing. They they, they, they made me interested. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But um, that's cool. Um, who, what are some of the best, best marketing resources you recommend as a semi-expert? Um, or who do you, who who do you listen to or follow? Just just curious. Um, other than Author Ad School, I really like Mark Dawson's course. I want okay. to. I want to buy it. I have not bought it yet. It's a lot of money. And I, I'm, my plan is to save up between the last time it opened and this next time, which I think is January or February. I, th I have heard a tons of authors use him, um, use his course. And what I really like um, and what I feel is he's very cutting edge with what's coming out for the generating using generative AI. Um, mm -hmm. I did a webinar with him that was spectacular where I learned about how to use the generative AI in Photoshop to create the a better, you know, um, advertise like the the image um, where you can add text and all the things that you need to add for creating your images. Um, I use Canva. Uh, yeah. I get I, yeah, Canva is great. I use Photoshop for my ads, and then I also um, I use ChatGPT. 
ChatGPT, if you learn, and I, and I know it's, it's like really people are, but for advertising, it's really a, a safe place to use it because, you know, those two, 250 words or what is it, 150 characters that you can use for an Amazon ad, um, it's really nice to, to have it brainstorm with you. You can't just take what it says. I'll tell you that right now. You have to be intelligent about it. And, but it's nice to see. It's almost like having an auto critique partner where you can be like, here's what I need. I need 10 of these. Here's my blurb for my book. You know, and so I've been studying a lot into that and studying with my brother does um, marketing for Nemore Hospital um and fundraising and so we talk a lot about like what are the things he's doing what's working and he does a lot of like what i'm i'm also doing like right now for example i was um i'm in acfw i'm watching their virtual conference and i have a meeting with somebody um who does social media and marketing and i'm going to talk with her about here's what i'm doing what are some things i can add and i think just consistently putting your finger on the pulse is the best thing you can do like i don't put out a ton of money for it you know people say i have i have something like 200 ads right now on amazon ads and i had a friend that was like oh i can't afford that and i was like i pay five dollars a month like there's smart ways to do it you don't have to put out a lot of money i don't do facebook ads right now i want to i plan on getting into it but I don't do it right now because I feel like it's um, it's not, I can't be certain it's going to work. And I've, done Facebook, I've done them occasionally. It's been a hit or miss. Hit or miss. And I don't like hit or miss. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like Amazon ads are hit. I, that I can, I can good, say good. that has been absolutely spectacular. But I do it the Brian Cohen way. I do not, you know, do the expensive ones. I don't do the high bids. Like I follow what he says and I have been very successful doing that. Um, I really like that. And I'm very interested in getting into the Mark Dawson course, probably in January, February. Um, that's kind of my next, my next goal as far as marketing, especially, I think it's, I think one of the things for me is like my marketing, what I did before with sales and marketing was for um, choir music to Christian choir directors and churches. And that's why I sold music. And so it was a very niche uh, type of sales book marketing is another niche but you've got to learn your niche like how to sell it it's it's different than other types of sales okay yeah okay good to know good to know yeah i'm, t- I'm taking this all in stride and trying to learn from it because i've i'm near the beginning of it i mean i've, I've been building up a social media audience um but i'm still trying to get my uh, like get my first book out there and so i i, I have an audience or at least, at least a small one for when i do but yeah i only know it's tips Hopefully soon too. So we'll see. Um, what others than so- social media are you on? Where, where can people follow you? I am on Facebook, Instagram. I was on TikTok. I've I've since I'm still there, but I'm not there. I don't I don't post anything there. It's gotten unusual. Um, right. I'm on YouTube. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash Jennifer Lynn Burroughs mm-hmm. um, on Instagram, which is where I'm really working to build right now, which is Instagram.com backslash JL Burroughs author. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my website where you can sign up for my newsletter, um, which is for more fantasy is what I call it, but I've just recently revamped it and I'm doing a segment. It's, it's a segment of, um, I wonder if I have it written down on here. I'm like, I need a cheat sheet. Yeah, like a letter from me. And then there's the writing corner where I go over resources, like things I'm teaching and book coaching. Um, so like different resources that I'm like, I have to have this. This is a good resource. I'm using this one. I'm researching this one now. I also put in there uh, like what I've just read with reviews of like what what rating it was, what what I thought of it, what I'm reading now, or like I, I'm also talking about what I'm doing next. So like this, I was talking about this interview in my newsletter. And then like right after this, I have a group. So I'm also a, uh, 
I'm in charge of a group called Caris that I started in March, which is a Christian authors um, meetup group where we get together and we support one another in, in person here in Smyrna, Tennessee. And they're all coming over for awesome. a Thanksgiving lunch after this interview. And I'm really looking forward I, we, to it. We had things, we had something like that up in Virginia. Um, we moved and we and and we've tried to build it up again and it was limited success. A few a few of us are meeting over Zoom, but it's not the same. But I'm I'm, I'm glad you have an active in-person group with Austin. Yeah, it 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 really is. And I didn't I didn't have one before starting it. And I thought, well, you know, it's, it is what it is, but you know, I'm, I've been very blessed. This is the flyer I use. I, I guess it doesn't come out, but um, if anybody's interested and from this area, I'm mean, Christian authors in Smyrna, Tennessee, you're welcome to email me. My email is jlburrowsauthor at gmail.com. That's J as in Jennifer, L as in Lynn uh, Burroughs author at gmail.com and i'm happy to have people join the group we're always looking for right. fresh authors that are interested in in learning together okay yeah very good it's, it sounds like you're active you're doing a lot of good stuff you're you know i mean there's people who write a novel and just kind of kind of put a, a, a and just kind of think that's it but you're you're pursuing it you're 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 you're, you're doing the taking the steps to make it to make it happen and getting the support you need so that's awesome mm-hmm. um i asked you earlier about challenges um, if you could, in like a minute or two, since we're running short on time, tell us what are your your biggest strengths, like like your book or your your writing or your series you got out so far. What's what's like the 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 thing they do really really well? Um, fight scenes. Oddly enough, war like big war scenes and things like that. My fight scenes are really tight. And then also, I'm I'm really strong from the middle to the ending of a book. Like my the endings are really solid and good. And I I really am very good at kind of hitting you with that resolution that you're like you really crave so i would say those are my strengths yeah Yeah, we often have books that that um start off interesting and they can't pull it all together at the end either books or series that's good and we we need strong endings too yeah 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 i agree okay so where are your books available if people want to check them out amazon obviously Mm-hmm. Amazon. You can also order them straight from me. If you order them from me, they come in a really cool package and there's all kinds of gifts. Let me see if I can pull this off of here. So when you order directly from me, that's through my website. Um, you get a nice, it's all wrapped up like this. And actually, let me open this one up because I couldn't send this one out. And I'll show, I put in here a personal card, a small gift, a, um, you get all kinds of goodies that you, and it's no extra cost. It's just if you order it through me versus Amazon. Um, I will include a scripture. Um, oh, and see, it's all wrapped nice and tight and together. And I'll put it all in a nice bundle and send it off to you. Uh, you'll get a, a sticker like this where it's, you can put it on your laptop and you'll get a, um, oh, you can't see it, a bookmark like this with the scripture on it to put in the book. Um, sometimes I include gifts like uh, earrings. In my newsletter right now, I'm, I'm getting ready to send out my um, Christmas cards and so anyone in the newsletter that wants a Christmas card this Christmas season um, can sign up and they will receive a card from the author with a message directly from me. Awesome. So just stuff like that, where um, I, I really want to encourage people to order it. I also do gift wrapping uh, so for free, which you can't get through Amazon because Amazon will charge you like an arm and a leg for, yeah, for wrapping. It's and it's, yeah, yeah they, they don't they don't do it for free. That's for sure. But yeah, like I even include, so one of the things that I include is a lifesaver because Jesus is our eternal lifesaver. And so you'll always get a lifesaver. This one is, uh, includes a set of earrings and each one of these earrings represents um, one of the superpowers of the characters in my book. And so you kind of have to think about like, I make them myself. 
Um, cool. And so, yeah, I, I do a lot of fun stuff when it comes yeah, cool. to no, I mean, that, that's great marketing too. I mean, I mean, you're giving people incentives and, and kind of like little perks for signing up and you're creating loyalty that way is, is what they say. So yeah, very good. See, but that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I enjoy doing. I, I much rather that than the like making an ad. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one it's there are different different aspects or different different tasks to um cultivate the followers you have already versus getting new followers. Yeah. 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 You told us a little bit earlier about some of your works that are still in progress. Um, do you have a release date for the next book or a or a or a rough timeline? I actually this year has is a year I'm taking off um to go ahead and kind of flip this this the the script, I guess is the way I would say it. Because I found last year I had four books that came out and it really took a toll on my health because I had all these deadlines. Okay. And right. I'm kind of funny when it comes to a deadline, I will meet it, period, end of story. That's the warrior in me. <laughs> so um, I don't have any uh, release dates coming up soon, but I assure you there's plenty of books coming out. I'm working right. on that romance. I'm working on that dystopian science fiction, which I would follow me just to read because I'm so excited about that one, about 180 years in the future. It is it is good. I have a, a critique partner right now going through it, and she's just like, wait, I got to finish this. She's supposed to be giving me feedback. She is not. She's reading it. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds cool. Yeah, I, 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 love, I love a good sci-fi. I might have to check that one out when it comes out. Okay, cool. Well, um, thanks for your time today, and I want to be respectful of your, of your time, and I got things coming up. So we'll wrap this up, but um, thank you, Jennifer, for sharing with us and sharing all that. And for those watching at home, um, go, um, you know, follow Jennifer um, or follow JL, JL Burroughs, Facebook, Instagram, go to her website, order her books, give her lots of money. All that stuff. <laughs> um, help, what I mean by that is help support a fellow author, a fellow, mm -hmm. you know, a fellow indie author in her yes. work. Um, um, anything else you want to say before signing off? I just want to wish everybody a blessed holiday season, safe travels. We've got a lot of fun coming up and I know that there's a lot of people struggling with health and I just want you to know you know be strong God has got you commit your way to the Lord and he will carry you through thank you so much for sharing that's that's good um you can also everyone watching at home you can like my page Samuel and Harris for future discussions like this and content for writers you can also sign up for my mailing list there at the link in the description when you sign up you'll get a free sample of my story fractured heroes a few of my favorite scenes that I think you'll enjoy and go check out Jennifer and her work too at her website and all the places, places we just mentioned. So thank you for watching me once today. Thank you, Jennifer, for your time. And everyone have a great weekend and keep writing. Bye. Be blessed. Bye.